Yo. Kowski, are you out there, buddy? How you doing? Nostrovia, Charlie. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Nostrovia, always good to hear your voice in the Sausage Hut as we enter, I believe, day 31 of Fireside Huts. And it's great to have you back here. We've got the Kowski theme song going. Everybody's looking forward to hearing what you've been up to and what you've been watching and things like that. So let's get right into it on the Sausage Hunt, everybody, with Kowski. Wow, 31 days, huh? So we're a month in. I yes. mean, it's just, I guess time flies. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Me neither. I just know it's day, what what number it is. Okay, this is day 31. <laughs> I don't care what day of the week it is. It doesn't, you know, I used to look forward to the weekend so much, man. Now the weekends really don't yeah. mean a thing. So now, yeah, at this point it's just like, there's no weekend or weekdays. It's just days with the prices right and days without the prices <laughs> That's right. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been keeping up on the prices right lately? I know you were last time we talked. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, been, it's on the it's on the DVR, so I, I watch I watch it pretty much every day at this point. So I'm uh, really happy to get back into the groove. You know, it just reminds me of skipping school as a fifth grader. Nice. Not that there was anything to do except sit at home and watch our four channels, but yeah, that was like the highlight. <laughs> now, do you um, do you pick? Like, I know I've gotten to the point where I pretty much skip over the come on down part, and I pretty much try to get it to right where the, the price is announced when somebody comes up, and sometimes I'll skip through the the show the spin in the big wheel because I don't really care that much about the spinning of the big wheel. Yeah. Unless, or Instead of skipping over the big wheel, I actually fast forward it just in case if they get a dollar, then I'll stop and go back and look. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually do kind of like watching the bidding. And I do kind of like watching the wheel because, um, you know, I, I, I like evaluating people's strategies or lack thereof. Yeah. I, 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 so so you, what do you think? Uh, my strategy's always been if I'm first and I'm, you know, the dollar's right there, I'm, well, I'm either going to go one of two directions. I'm going to either try to spin it as hard as I can just because I want to spin it as hard as I can. Or I'm going to try, I think two spins around is like the, the finesse move. One is just, uh -huh. you, you're just playing with fire if you try to get it around once. But I, it seems like two times around is a good spot because you don't, it's, it's, you don't have to pull it, throw it too hard. And you can kind of gauge where it's at after it goes around once. And then the second time around, you're good. I don't know. How about you? What do you think? Yeah. Well, I was actually, I, I was going to specifically ask you that question because... I feel like if I went up there, I would. I think there would be sparks coming off the thing because <laughs> I would just spin it as absolutely hard as I could, mm -hmm. at least the first time. Yeah. Like, get a good first that, serve in. Is that frowned upon? Not really frowned upon. Is that, like, kind of a douche move at this point? Like, I feel like I would get up there and I just wouldn't be able to help myself the first time. But like, well, I Maybe don't know. Say like, hi I, to like fifty people. Oh, I know that just I can't stand that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about the whole. And and I'm thinking, you know, you also run the risk, and you might not give a crap. You know, if you go really go for it, and you're in the moment, and you're excited, you come off of that spin. There's a good chance you're gonna fall down backwards. 
Like I see a lot of people do that when they're not, you know, they're not paying attention. They're, they're not, they're not even thinking about what's going to happen after their their hand comes off the wheel, and they just kind of go yeah. backwards. Yeah, because that with the further that lower you go, like it starts sucking you in. Yeah, at some point, so I could see losing the balance, but I think I'd have to go for it once. But, um, like, what do you think? First spin, if you were, if you were the first spinner. What would you have to at least? What would you have to get before you stop? Yeah, that's a great question. First man up. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm thinking that. I mean, I, I fifty cent. I, you got. I mean, above fifty cents, your your chances start going down. But fifty ain't gonna win it. Sixty ain't gonna win it. Seventy. I. I think you're pretty much stuck if you're between. 60 and 7 I'd say above 70 you're definitely not. If you're in the 60s, ooh, that's a tough call. That's a real tough. That's like a I, I don't yeah. know the blackjack analogy to put in there, but it's like you'd flip a coin. I don't know. Yeah. Your chances you're, you're working you. I, you got two strikes on you. I was thinking 70 would I any I would, it would be at least 70 for me. If anything below 70, I'm definitely going to have to spin again. Just because you got two people behind you, and they, they each get two spins, so basically, like on any spin, they probably got like a a one in four or better chance of beating you. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd say you got to at least go seventy. Anything under that, I'm going going again. So sixty-five. You're you're spinning on sixty-five every time. I would, yeah. And I, I you know, maybe I could put some spreadsheets together, but <laughs> um, I feel. One, two, three, four, five. So there's what twenty squares on the wheel. If you stop at sixty-five, then there's six out of twenty that can beat you, and they get two spins. So really, they're gonna, you know, uh, really there's a six in ten chance they beat you. I think if my math makes sense. Are you are you factoring in the fact that they could? What about going over? Is that is that part of the equation? Well, I think I think you could basically break it down into it's not so much whether you bust or not; it's just basically whether you win or not. Ah. So if you, if, you know, you know, because there's some that are too low, some that are too high. So if you got a 65, there's six on the wheel: 70, 75, 80, 85, 90, 95, 100. Actually, seven. So. 65, there's a 7 in 20 chance they beat you on one spin, but they get two, so that's, I'd say, a 70% chance you get beat just by the next person, let alone two behind you. Mm-hmm. But I'd have to go back and, I have, normally I go back and reread my statistics books from college, but uh, it's been a Kowski's our numbers guy here in the Sausage Hut. Whenever we come to things like, if you want to go all the way back to the beginning, the very, I, I think it might have been the very first time Kowski was on. I know we've been getting a lot of people going in and listening to old Sausage Huts as they're quarantined. And one of the first times Kowski came on, we started talking about the the return on investment that you get when you play that Barakino and the chances. It's not necessarily your chances of winning that you want to look at. You want to look at your Return on investment. That was a great podcast. So if you're looking forward to getting back into the bars and playing some Kino, go back there and Kowski's got it all spelled yeah. out for you. Yeah, you can uh, you can DM me on uh, Twitter and I could probably uh, there you go. Send you my spreadsheet that I put together. 
<laughs> now, pa Patty Links, I was talking with Patty Links yesterday in the Sausage Hut here on the Fireside Hut, and we were we were throwing around equations. He suggested that we had to run something past you, and it was a, a bacon equation, actually, when it came to recipes that involved bacon and what you have to factor in. Because uh, they made some seven-layer salad on Sunday, which is usually Johnny Kielbasa's job, but, you know, we... We're quarantined, so she made it herself. So she was like, okay, if, if, if a recipe calls for a pound of bacon, you got to factor in certain things. Like, okay, definitely, you should definitely just not put a pound of bacon. You should definitely put at least like a pound and a half of bacon for every pound that you're putting in a recipe that calls for bacon. Then you also have to factor in how much you're going to eat. So you got to, you know, okay, how much do I have to buy if I'm going to eat something? Then you also have to factor in the other people that might do drive-bys of your bacon and also eat some of that too. So you might, you know, you might be getting into like two, two and a half pounds per pound of bacon that calls for <laughs> any recipe calls Let's for. Let's say you got to go at least, you got to go at least three and a half pounds for every one that you need for bacon. <laughs> There you go. That's the that's the ratio, the golden ratio of making recipes that involve but, bacon. Or two two to seven, I guess. Either way. <laughs> and then we were talking like, well, do you want to fact? Do you want to assign that every person's going to eat two strips, or if Kowski's over, he's going to eat four, and then maybe Sweet Smokey's only going to eat two, but then she eats a lot of bacon too. So who knows? Oh, the calculus is just making my I I don't even know what it is. Calculus statistics. Making my making my brain hurt a little bit here, but luckily <laughs> we'll get it figured out one way or another. You, and, and, and obviously you always want to err on the side of having too much bacon. But then people could say you can never exactly. have too much bacon. Yeah. But yeah. seven-layer salad, man. The, the, if, I, if I taught a, a statistics class or a calculus, I don't even know what it was. I'd definitely use the bacon seven-layer salad analogy to get some point across. But I'm not a mathematician. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know what else I kind of find interesting about the whole Price is Right thing? What's that? Is the, basically, watching the show now in the age of social distancing. Yeah. And just everything that's going on right now. It's like, these people are just packed into this crowd. <laughs> They're high-fiving every single person on the way down. They're giving everybody hugs when they win and get up on stage. They're all, like, just all over the place. And then, like, I'm watching this stuff, and it just makes me laugh. Like, some girl won a trip to China yesterday. I'm like, oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then somebody won, like, a trip, or they put up a, I don't remember if he won or not, but the prize was, like, a trip to the Stanley Cup Playoffs. I saw that. I saw game, that. You know, I was just like, <laughs> I don't know. Just all these little things kind of crack me up when I'm watching nowadays. Yeah, basically every trip that you're going to win on the Price Is Right back then, you either better you better have gotten it in. I don't even know if they give it to you before the they. I I think I read somewhere that they don't even give stuff to you until the the episode airs, or like 180 oh, days really? or something like that. Yeah, I don't. I'm pretty sure you don't get that stuff. When you leave, sure. I think you have to wait. And I know that they had filmed things months ahead of time. I, yeah. I, like, I, mean, I wonder yeah. how many they had in the can. I wonder how many they have in the can now, and when the hell are they going to get to go back to record? Not yeah. that it matters. I mean, I could watch reruns of The Price is Right over the last. They should start showing classics, like from here is 
April 15th, 1977. That would be yeah, awesome. That'd be great. I'd be watching that. But who knows so. what the who knows what the what the rules are. I'm sure there probably aren't even rules, but the price is right. At least we got the prices right, man. Yeah. So here's what I want to see. And we came close like a week or two ago. But I want to see the last contestant up pull off the sweep. So if you're the last person up, you got to bid first. I saw this girl win, win her bid, but then she lost her individual game, but then won the spin and won the showcase. So as the last person up, she only got one chance to bid. But I, I wonder, I'm sure it had to have happened at some point, but I want to see somebody sweep the last four. Bid, win your individual prize, win the wheel, win the showcase. Drop the mic, walk off in your crappy new $20,000 car. Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, the closer. You're the, you're, the, you're the closer coming in. Like, oh, thanks for playing, everybody. I'm just going to go in. You didn't see me coming, but I'm just going to swoop in and take it all. 20 minutes ago, I was sitting in the crowd. Yeah, and hey, you jackass that don't know doesn't know how to bid that was one of the original four contestants and you didn't get to win after six chances, fuck you. I'm coming up here right at the end and I'm winning it all. Yeah. Dude, I and that's another I I'm continually I'm still amazed at how dumb people are. <laughs> I don't think I've ever I saw somebody bid one dollar on the first bid the other day. Like and the guy friggin' won. Oh yeah, I saw that off, the like, big dude, right? Yeah, yeah, and then Drew's like, yeah, all you price is right experts at home, like, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> Who's laughing now, or whatever, but... That I'm guy, like, really? yeah, that... Go- that guy was expecting to win everything at that point. He 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 won. He won. He came up. He won his game, and then he he stepped up to the wheel like he was expecting to win, and he didn't. Which I I, I was glad. I'm glad he didn't win the showcase showdown. Yeah, I find myself rooting against people all the time. It's just so <laughs> dumb, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, you really have to. I don't know. People. Those are the people that were just like. Dude, I I uh, I woke up this morning. I didn't. I had a day off. I didn't. Re- I wasn't going to do anything. I hadn't planned on coming, but my buddy called and said he had a ticket. So I was like, "Yeah, hey, what the hell? I'll go." And I ended up getting picked. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and then I got lucky on a guess. Like, fuck you! I've been studying this shit for years. <laughs> oh, so. Uh... Anyway, I don't. Uh, we don't need to talk. Uh, all prices, right? I know. Um, I, could, I could talk prices right all day, <laughs> and I have. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what do you think of those new Browning uniforms? Yeah, today? the Browns, uh, Cleveland Browns, unveiled their uh, old uniforms or new uniforms today, and that gave me something. It's my first thing about the Browns that I get to hate for the year. Oh, Kowski, Kowski, Kowski. <laughs> I can't I, I can't stay. I, I don't know who in the hell came up with the idea. The Browns managed to go, I don't know, what was it, from 19, when did they start? 40-something? 40 45, 46? 46? I think so. I, I was going to say 46. So from 46 to 90, or no, from 46 to like, I don't even know, 2010 at the earliest, they managed to get by without anybody coming up with the awful idea that brown pants should be worn. 
And then somewhere along the line, they, they got the Jamaican bobsled team's old fucking pants. And all of a sudden, they had shitty brown pants. And then we've had them in one form or another, I think, since. Oh, dude. And then, and then during the glory days, what did we have? Orange pants. Like, they should be, they, I, I've always been under the impression that they should have been wearing orange pants every game because orange pants win. Now, they don't even have orange pants in the mix. They got brown pants just, with everything. They just can't. I don't. It's unbelievable that how they can't figure, just figure it all out. They'll get one thing right and then screw up the other. Like you look back, like I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like today when they released those, they were talking about like oh, kind of like, like they were going back to their roots or you know giving a nod to the old uniforms. But again, we never fucking wore brown pants. No, Jim like, Brown never wore brown pants. And there's nothing I hate more than pants without a stripe on them. Oh, yeah. And they're... that's what those color uniforms are. Like, they took the orange. I think we had a stripe on the pants, at least. Now we're just wearing plain brown pants on those color rush uniforms. I mean, to me, that's like uh, what you wear is as your uniform for your junior high football team. Like, you just get monochromatic pants. Like, there's no stripes. Right, because... You get one color. Yeah, because that's what the varsity team wore 15 years ago, and that's what you get in junior high. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I don't know why they can't figure out the orange pants. Like, when they do orange, a lot of times they won't do a... They won't even put a stripe on the side of them. And when they do it, they make it like this bright orange as opposed to 1980s detergent through the washing machine 47 times orange. Right. And it's like they hurt to look at. Or they just can't, they, they can just never figure out that they should just go back to those mid-80s uniforms and be done with it. But they just, they just can't figure out the little details. And I don't even know if do do the people from the Browns get to choose or does Nike get to choose? I don't know, you know. And then they have to they they're stuck wearing them for like three years or some crap like that, which is terrible. They should be able to change their yeah. uniforms every year. I I don't care what Nike or Under Armour or whoever did them says. And I think that this these these uniforms on the Cleveland Browns they tell me one thing: a the per- the people who designed them aren't football fans, and b the people who designed them aren't from Cleveland. I guarantee it. <laughs> They're freaking. I, I got a master's in des- in clothing design, and I work for Nike, and I've been working really hard on designing the the uniforms that you're going to be stuck with for the next three years. Oh God. Ooh, orange pants. Why would we want orange pants? <sighs> yeah, I was looking at their, like, the brown Twitter feed, and just every other person was like, orange pants. Where's the orange pants? Yeah. Why the orange pants? I mean, what do you have against... The only thing I can think of, and I don't want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I, it, it, the only thing I can think of is that I heard... Remember a couple years ago, that, like, their color rush uniforms were orange, and they looked terrible on television. Unless somewhere, yeah. somewhere, somebody along this line said, "Nope, can't have orange pants. It's not good for TV." It's like my ass. You just don't have the fucking fluorescent orange. You have the dirty right. ass. Oh, I cl- I changed the oil in my car in these pants, and now they're just a little darker orange than they should be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
accidentally had a little bleach in with that load, <laughs> and we've washed them. And we don't get new pants every week, so they <laughs> faded a little bit. But yeah, they suck. Brown, sorry. Or no orange pants. No Johnny Kobasa. Uh, I just, I'm just stunned. Like why? Why the hell not? Yeah, I mean, we really shouldn't be surprised at this point, but what have they done right in the last 25 years? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I was really excited at this time last year. I thought they finally put it together, and they went 6 and fucking 10. <laughs> so, ugh, yeah, so I, I don't know. Is there, I, I mean, I get, and then in the all-white uniform, oh, yeah, that's what they wore back in the day, and I, you've heard me complain about white pants for like the last 30 years, Kowski. <laughs> Yeah. I've just never been ever since we had to wear white pants, the solid white pants in junior high, and then uh, I th we finally switched to a solid other color like later on in my career, but no stripes. But uh, oh man, I just white. But I, I don't know what I. I just I've always just thought white pants were boring. In and in a, in a well, they do, they do. That's just kind of how I feel with pants with no stripes. It's just it's boring as hell, but. There, it's the same goes. White is pretty boring too. And so at least they have a damn stripe on And what did your uh? And, and then okay, I want to get. I'll get you talking about. Don't get you started. How do you feel about the jerseys and the pants being the same color? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pajamas. <laughs> yeah, the pajamas. <laughs> Yeah, that's what my old buddy used to always call them, PJs. Oh, they got their PJs on. Fucking brown shirt, all, brown all jerseys. Red, red and oh, God. Brown jerseys and brown pants. Who the fuck thought that that was a good idea? And then they they kind of the, the, their color rush uniforms the last couple years weren't bad because that I mean the one the ones that they were wearing the, the the fateful day that Baker Mayfield came when we were at that game. Those yeah. uniforms actually looked kind of cool, but they put a lot of they put yeah. orange in the right spot, and then they're like, "Eh, we'll just do we'll just take all the cool orange out of these uniforms and just make it brown all over the fucking place." Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. And I, yeah, I I got that, nothing against uh, the color brown in general, but when it comes to sports uniforms, it just ain't where it's at, man. Brown. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I got my hopes up for the second there, and thought we might be getting some orange pants. Yeah, and I, I even took, I even, I even took orange. I, I was, I even took orange pants out of my wardrobe because my the one pair of orange business casual pants finally blew out. So I'm like, well, everything I wear, I got to wear with black shoes. <laughs> so I got, basically got rid of the brown pants. Uh, yeah, man. How in the fuck can you just leave out orange pants? I don't get it. Well, how can you be this consistently bad for 20 years Yeah, when the league is designed for parity? Ugh. And, like, we haven't even won. We, we've never won the division since we've been back. Or did we... That year we made the playoffs, were we a wild card team? Yeah, or, we were. I don't think we won. We didn't win the division, right? No, Pittsburgh did. We got what, four teams in the division, and for over 20 years, if there was a roll of dice, you'd win five division titles. Yeah. We've won zero in like 20 plus. Yeah. It's just embarrassing. Speaking of masochistic sports fandom, 
I was listening. I listened to the Men and Blazers podcast, one of my favorites, and they were talking about. They turned me the on what? to this, uh, the Men and Blazers, the uh, soccer guys. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They Got um, you. they started talking about this show on Netflix called Sunderland Till I Die, and I guess it's at, it actually has a couple seasons. So I started. I've seen that on there. I actually. I actually was gonna ask you if you've watched for that. I noticed that the other day. Yeah, so I'm I'm on episode three, and dude, Sunderland is Cle. I mean, Sunderland makes Cleveland look I don't know, like Baltimore maybe, but they're they're just. It was a it was a town that was booming in the you know early to mid 20th century, shipbuilding, and and they call it the pits. I don't know if that's mining or what, but you know it all dried up. It's a working class town. Sunderland was in the Premier League for like 10 years and then they got relegated in 2017 and I don't I haven't looked it up yet but I think they might have got relegated again but either way this is the 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 show starts in 2017 right after they get relegated and it's just uh-huh. you can just tell that this it's just mismanaged from top to bottom as we go I'm only on the third episode so I'm going to look watch more than that more than that cuz I don't know it's it's pretty good just, yeah, well, luckily the Browns can't get relegated or we'd be playing high school football. Totally, man. Totally, we would be. And that would be hilarious. But Oh, the Cleveland Browns relegated again. They're going to be playing Division Three football next year. Oh, man, that's <laughs> going to be tough. <laughs> All right, but yeah. So Sunderland, I'm I'm going to keep going. I, I just thought when they were talking about it, I, I actually I thought it was one show, but it's it's a it's several seasons so or the, I think three yeah. seasons, so I think I'm gonna keep going. I, I've been doing a lot of, a lot a lot a lot more binge watching than I normally do. I've done that. I, uh, I've I've been catching up on the Connors. I like I DVR'd the Connors with, from a long time ago and just never got around to watching them. But I, I watched a few of those, and I, I tell you what, I think that's. I mean, I, I always loved Roseanne. The show, but I actually think it's—I think it's a lot better without her in it. I mean, it's—it's it's a good. The the characters are awesome, the story and it's funny, and you know it's familiar. It's awesome that they all have that back history going back twenty years. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that was that was a huge show thirty years ago. You know. Like, yeah. Great move on their part to bring it back. Yeah, and, this has definitely helped. Uh, Help me clean out the DVR a little bit. Finally, go through some stuff that I've been threatening to. Yeah, what'd you? Uh, what? What do you? What'd you get into that you weren't expecting to? Uh, well, I plowed through Ozark. I'd never watched any of that until a few weeks ago, so I just finished uh, the third season of that. Uh, that was good. Yeah, now since, like, uh-huh. I'm the only buddy on my text chain with you guys that hasn't watched it, I guess I'm going to have to fucking watch that, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, uh, and then I've just been, like, uh, I've just been, like, DVRing bad movies. Not even bad movies, but old movies. And if I ever see anything on, just because I'm basically sitting at my dining room table with the TV on in the background. So I work a little bit. And then, you know, if I've got Total Recall 1990 Arnold Schwarzenegger version on in the background, oh, that's... That ain't hurt nobody. That is one of my favorite movies of all time. There's been a lot of uh, Schwarzenegger movies on lately, I feel like. And I ain't complaining. 
Yeah, man. I oh, dude, I love. I, you know, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever seen the remake. I don't even know who's in the remake. I really don't care who's in the remake because I don't need. Yeah, it. I have no. I, I have no idea either. I've never seen it. You don't mess with perfection, no. Johnny. <laughs> you don't mess with perfection. That's right. And that holds up, I think. It, it was 30, fuck, 30 years ago? 30 years ago. I think it was like right around 90 or 91. No, you're, like you're right. I think it was. Commando was on a few weeks back. Oh, man. Another classic. What else? There's something I was watching on YouTube the other day. It was something like Best One Liner. From uh, before the kill, and it was just like twelve minutes of that. Just everybody, you know, this is Sparta, and uh, you know, from the three hundred guy just kicking the guy into the pit, and just an endless stream of one liners followed by kill shots. <laughs> oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha. I didn't, I didn't understand what you meant there at the at the, at the beginning. So it's the the best people the best lines that people say before they kill people in movies. Yeah, okay. and it was like a twelve or thirteen minute clip or something. <laughs> I might have to watch that. That's a... yeah. I don't remember the exact name, but look for twelve minute one liner kill shot something blah blah blah. What rabbit hole were you in when you found that? Uh, somebody had posted it online, and I just ran across it. Nice. Between that and uh, tearing apart my kitchen, which has been my other project here on vacation. So, so. you've been, uh, you've been, we're at least week three into that, aren't we? Yeah, it's going pretty slow. I'm, I'm pretty lazy. Uh, but now, like, I just basically decided that I was repainting. It started out as repainting my walls and then having a new floor put in. And then it's like, well, I might as well repaint the ceiling. Then... My sister was like, well, you should repaint your cabinets, too. So I tore most of the cabinets off the wall. I'm sanding all those down so I can repaint them. Fixing little holes everywhere. I'm going to raise the cabinets up. I'm adding the cabinets somewhere. There's dust everywhere. I, I don't know. It's a disaster area, but it's not like I'm uh, you know, entertaining a lot of guests at the moment. Yeah, it's a good time to do it. Retool. I, and I I didn't know you were. I mean, is this stuff you've done before? Um, not particularly. Um, <laughs> I'm. I mean, I can handle hanging stuff on the wall, so I figured I'd just start ripping the cabinets down because that way it'd be easier to sand them off in my garage. And my sister and her husband are pretty handy, so I think they're going to come down someday and help me. So I'm kind of just trying to do all this prep work and. I'm going to get a new microwave because my other one's like huge and it sits right on top of the stove. So I'm going to get a low pro profile microwave and raise it up a few inches. Probably get a new dishwasher because I'm going to have white cabinets and I have a black dishwasher. So I probably want to get stainless steel to match all my other appliances. Nice. So, yeah. And, you know, so and every other little stupid thing that comes along and... Like I said, just started off as painting a wall and getting a new floor, so it's just been snowballing ever since then. But Phew. Yep. Got my work clothes on here now. 
just going to go do some standing in the uh, kitchen here. All right. You playing any video games? Uh, you know, actually, I really haven't. I've been pretty, you know, after I beat Super Metroid, I kind of put the, the Super Nintendo away for a little bit and figured I should should focus on chores around the house. So trying to be a little more responsible. Well, all right. Good for you, man. What's a rule of thumb for how often you should vacuum? <laughs> Try to figure that um, out. <laughs> that's a good question. I'm probably not the right person to ask that. Question. I know I'm not. <laughs> like it's when you start smelling it, or when it's all tramped down, like you rolled a steamroll over it. <laughs> now, does your what you should do is I think they have vacuums now that are specifically designed to go over piles of cords everywhere in the, <laughs> in the living room. So I think you might want to get one of those models. Yeah, hey man. It's a it's a way it's a fact of life in the sausage hut. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did do, something special that I did do. I washed a couple comforters. Which, you know, I didn't even Washed know. Comforters, huh? Yeah. That that's uh, you know, All once right. every ten years whether they need it or not, man. Exactly. <laughs> Felt good about that. No, and I'm, yeah, this is a, well, I'm working on my first beard ever too, so that's another one of my accomplishments. So you, did you decide to keep keep it all? I haven't touched it yet. I just haven't really had to make any decisions. Oh, so okay. I don't know. I'm just kind of rolling with it for now. So you're you're still but technically unshaven, that, so. Yeah, the neck is coming in pretty good. Yeah, so that's what, yeah, I mean, once you, you don't have to admit you're trying to grow a beard until you shave the neck. Once you shave the neck, then it's like, okay, I have a beard now. I'm not just not shaving for a long time. That's that's right. when you, when, right. once you shing it up and then, you know, you define that line across your chin, then you're, then you're in. Then you're, you're. Then you're doing something. Yeah. You're doing something. Yep. I don't know. I was thinking I could either do that, or maybe at some point go to the uh, go to the, the Baker Mayfield stash, where it kind of comes down over the side a little bit. Yeah. The half Fu Manchu. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I'm. I'm. I'm staying with the soul patch. I was talking to my uh, talking to Patty Lynx about that yesterday, and it, it, it's pretty much I think universally panned by women across the world the soul patch itself but i had one a few weeks without shaving and then after when i shaved i'm like you know what i'm, I'm just keeping this as a little symbol symbol of the times <laughs> yeah that one's getting a little gnarly on me everything's getting a little gnarly but mm. luckily i don't have to be out in public except for groceries pretty much so yeah cool well all right Word. All right, Kowski. Thanks for checking into the Sausage Hut. We appreciate having you. All right, Johnny. Anytime you hang in there. What the hell day is it? Sunday? Who cares? Friday? (laughs) Tuesday? That's right. All right, Fireside Huts every day until the bars open back up or I collapse, one or the other. There's Kowski.
Radical Baza, and we'll see you soon. Everybody, we'll see you tomorrow. See you, Jimmy.